Welcome, everyone, to the AI in Business podcast. I'm Matthew DeMello, Senior Editor here at Emerge Technology Research. Today's guest is Matt Madrigal, Vice President and General Manager of Merchant Shopping at Google. Matt joins us on today's program to talk about the general challenges that retail SMBs are facing at the current state of AI adoption and what they'll need to take advantage of the growing microservices market as generative AI tools become more commodifiable. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Matt, thanks so much for being on the program with us this week. Matt, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. I know our listeners are, are going to think of a couple of the double named jokes that we were saying before we turn the recorders on, but I'm going to cut straight to the chase here. We're talking about small businesses, how AI is changing tools that put capabilities previously only accessible to enterprises and large ones at that into the hands of some very small businesses. What do you see as some of the problems for small businesses that you think will become a thing of the past thanks to AI in the next few years. This seems like these capabilities have only been in the hands of big ticket retailers up until recently. How much of a sea change is it that mom and pop and ground floor retailers now will have these tools at their disposal? Sure, Matt. If you think about the last year, really generative AI has captured the imaginations of businesses around the world and and specifically the application of, of solving tangible problems like image creation, whether it's writing aids or even chat capabilities that really show retailers these new ways on how to approach challenges to deliver a better consumer experience. And and so for small businesses specifically, AI is just an awesome tool to really level the playing field and to help them grow their business. And so we think about really like three barriers of accessing this very impactful technology when it comes to, you know, problems that, that, this technology will will solve a, a few of them. I think of first is just things around like common product imagery frustrations. Second is just access to a much more engaging digital experience, and the last one is access to free and impactful insights. So let's go back to the first one, which is this idea that small businesses leveraging AI for image and creative creation can really save a bunch of time and money as you think about what AI can can leverage as far as representing their products and their brands online. And so very specifically, this idea that AI models can turn a concept into an image in a matter of seconds. And and we hear a lot, like I, I talk a lot, Matt, to merchants in the Google ecosystem, and they talk frequently about the cost of shooting a product the photo shoots, the time involved, the resourcing. And then if they look at an image and then they see it online, it doesn't show up exactly how they want to. They've got to go reshoot it, which is you know double the cost, et cetera. It's more of an opportunity cost piece there too. And so it really, it puts a high premium of getting that image right the first time and really limits their ability to experiment, which frankly, a lot of the larger businesses that are selling online are have have done very extensively. And so earlier this year, my team rolled out a product called Google Product Studio, which enables the creation of free, responsible generative AI for businesses of all sizes. And it allows small businesses to create really unique and tailored product imagery so merchants can get the most value based on the images they already have. And so 
you can think about this where if, if you have a specific product you're trying to sell, you want to sell that, you know, with a background. So we offer things like scene generation and it's just functionality that that has have not been available to small businesses in the past and again allows them to experiment much more quickly on on what really resonates with their customers so that's one problem that that i see generative ai helping us solve for the second one is ai just makes creating these much more immersive shopping experiences much easier to attain for these small businesses when you think about things like three-dimensional imagery, virtual try-on experiences, or even uh, customer service chat. And so this is something that probably was something that, that small retailers really didn't think was attainable early on. But but if you think about things like virtual try-on, so earlier this summer, we introduced virtual try-on tool that helps shoppers see how a top will look on a model they choose so they can shop online for clothes with much more confidence. And so we developed an advanced diffusion model that can show apparel models in different sizes, poses, while accurately reflecting how that piece actually drapes or stretches or clings, or even show the wrinkles of what that top would look like and the shadows you could expect on a range of, of different body types. And so small businesses with, with really like good quality imagery are now able to leverage this this model to really you know, reap the benefits of a much more engaged customer that, that's going to find something that they can buy with more confidence. And the other piece here I mentioned was this idea of just building out these much more immersive shopping experiences beyond, so beyond just try on, you think about things like three-dimensional images. And so what we find on Google is that 3D images get about 50% more engagement than than 2D images, and that's only improving. So this is something that that uh, SMBs will will now have access to that they haven't had in the past. And the last thing to highlight, I mentioned actionable insights. And so a lot of these, we've delivered a bunch of new AI-powered insights that are available for free. And so what this allows merchants like small businesses to be really mindful of how they're allocating whether it's their marketing or their advertising spend, or even things like how they're buying inventory. So if you think about it from a merchant perspective, their largest expense is going to be inventory. So having the ability to you know, identify products that they could potentially replenish more quickly and sell when the demand's there in December, before you buy that product, you want to make sure that there's customer demand for that at the product or the category level. So having tools that give them that insight will reduce the risk for them to actually make that purchase, knowing that there's that customer demand out there. So those are a few ways I really see AI leveling the uh, playing field and solving some of these problems. Yeah, really, really fascinating stuff, especially because I'm so used to looking at, you know, the enterprise side of things, knowing that this, you know, oh, this needs a lot of systems, this needs a lot of teams, this takes a long time. And to just see this really at, you know, a ground floor level is really, really fascinating. But just to give our audience, which is, you know, predominantly pretty enterprise based, just an idea of, you know, what the prep for you know launching these capabilities how much collaboration needs to be between the tool and the business maybe beforehand you know, during to really bring about these capabilities how do you suggest smbs think about dipping their toe into ai powered retail tools like this and what sources or resources do they need to get started yeah it's a great question matt again i i give this 
perspective based on this context of AI being this force multiplier for, for merchants, really small businesses that, that we know have fewer employees to and less time to, to, to instrument and actually drive some of these tools. And so really the, the recommendation we have is look for trusted partners who can help them address their most important challenges. And there's so much great technology that they can take advantage of that doesn't require you know, technical expertise in AI or, or in-depth knowledge of LLMs. And so it's something that as we build these new capabilities uh, within my team and, and Google more broadly, that we're really focused on new products that are easy to engage with and that, that aren't complicated and will ideally fit into the existing workflow for these small businesses. So for example, merchants can access Product Studio from Google Merchant Center next. And these features will also be available on Google and the YouTube uh, channel on Shopify so they can manage their new imagery right from where they already manage their presence on Google. And that's a really important uh, differentiator and something that as we got done extensive user feedback and, and got input there, which is, you know, how do we do it in a way where it's as seamless as possible to reduce that learning curve? And so that's the first thing. And the other thing is, Merchants should also look for partners that are approaching AI innovations really responsibly. So to us at Google, this means developing AI in a way that, that maximizes positive benefits to society while addressing the challenges that they're trying to solve in their business. And so the products that we build are certainly guided by our AI principles, which include building products that, among other things, are going to be socially beneficial and they're built and tested for safety and accountability for people. And so at the product level, we apply really a number of safety features to make sure that features like Product Studio will prioritize brand safety, including things like offensive keyword filters to prevent abuse or policy violating imagery from being created, because we believe that AI will continue to improve in big ways you know, and small ways, including making a lot of these everyday activities that Matt, you and I just talked about, you know, from a business perspective and specifically shopping, just more helpful and, and, you know, being principled in that vision is, is critical. Right, right. I mean, just in speaking of responsible AI, we had Scott Zoldi, the chief data and chief data officer at FICO on the show not too long ago for our first sister FinServe program talking about, you know, not, not even just you know, that the ethical implications of AI, I know a lot of people are reading, there's a big profile in Rolling Stone right now, just about how in the history of models, a lot of bias has been uh, built into those systems. But even beyond that, that, you know, at, at the core of a lot of these problems that, that we've seen emerge are inherently dangerous, reckless business practices from the enterprise level. This doesn't involve uh, small businesses, of course, but, you know, enterprises engaging in, you know, shortcuts in their data governance and that turning into bias. And it's just really encouraging to see that, you know, we're empowering, you know, folks on the ground floor who don't have a lot of who won't be able to tip the scales compared to these bigger enterprise algorithms, you know, them being empowered with it, tools that, you know, escape these biases and at least counteract them really from the bottom up. Just to put a finer point on how much needs to be prepared, and these technologies are changing just all the time. You mentioned trusted partners. I, I, I know to an extent that you mean Google in there. And just to put a finer point on that, would that also include maybe other like 
third party apps, helping them to, say, track their inventory or maybe other AI tools that they kind of already have in their smaller tech stacks, you know, maybe before they encounter Product Studio or Virtual Try-On? Yeah. So specifically talking, Matt, about Product Studio, in terms of trusted partners, Google built a product, so obviously we... we, we had a- you're in there. <laughs> we're, we're in there, which is which is a good thing. And then we've also integrated with Shopify, which is obviously a, a huge trusted partner for merchants globally. And in that, if you're a Shopify merchant with the Google Shopify app, you'll actually have that. You'll, you'll be able to see that seamlessly in your flow with, again, a really low learning curve. So th- those are a couple of the partners that certainly recommend. And with that low barrier of entry and to enable that seamless experience. And Matt, it's just not every day, especially with our typical enterprise guests, that we can really get into the mechanics of the tool that they're talking about. I know a lot of them tend to be pretty cagey about it, but I know because we're talking about a very consumer-facing product today, we can really give the idea of the workflow here. But I'm just trying to nail down the value in terms of time spend, in terms of being able to take the picture of the product and putting it through these filters that we see in Google's product studio tool, what that workflow looks like as compared to going out and getting the photographer, hiring the the studio with the right lighting, all of that time. I know, you know, even from the photo shoots that I've had a commission in life and I don't even own a business, it takes a little while. But just to even put a finer point on the turnover in this process and really where that value is being created, if you can give us a better idea of that. Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Matt. So maybe I'll just start with the workflow of how Product Studio works today, leveraging Merchant Center. So so Merchant Center is, is one of our merchant platforms where if you want to list your products for free, you're able to do that. If you want to buy ads through product listing ads, you can do that also through Google Merchant Center. But But really, that's one of our big merchant platforms where merchants look to connect to their customers directly. And so within Merchant Center and then using the product studio integration, all a merchant has to do, Matt, is use their existing feed because within their existing feed, they'll have the image, the product details, et cetera. And then once they upload their feed, if there's a specific product image they want to they want to enhance, they upload that image. And then we have, actually have a text box, which is just a dialogue box to say, okay, well, if you want to create a new background image per se for let's say a pair of shoes, you could say, yeah. you know, upload that pair of shoes and then just just type in like what background you, you want to see scene wise. So it could be, you know, Air Jordan 1 Lowe's right. on the court of, you know, UNC Chapel Hill or something like that. And then that's where through that text dialogue, the generative AI will actually in our model will create multiple images for you to select from. And then you can select which image you prefer. And then that's how we, you know, that's the flexibility you get. And then if it's not exactly what you want, you can keep altering, you know, creating new text prompts and you will get another set of images that you can then select from. Absolutely. And and we really appreciate you taking us through that process because I think it really, really creates the workflow in the in the audience's mind. Very difficult to do. I know we're on an audio program and sometimes folks are like, oh, I want to bring a visualization. But I think that that description is really great. And also just these a lot of these, you know, and I'll put it in quotes because I, I, I know this isn't quite necessarily out of the box, like, you know, within the minute, but how fast these tools can now be deployed. That was exemplified in your last answer. Really, really fascinating stuff. We're just about out of time. Matt, thanks so much for being with us. We'll have to have you back. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Matt. We'll see you. We'll see you soon.
Before we wrap up today's episode, I think it's worth some note to tie two trends we've been observing over the last year that will become apparent not only in this episode, but a future episode that will air later this month with Fabrizio Berlando of MasterCard. And just to tie the knot here on the association I'm making, we've talked a lot on this program about generative AI, its impact, the difference between larger foundational models, which shouldn't be as client-facing, and smaller, more bespoke models that are befitting of more nuanced, smaller workflows within organizations. And I think we've talked about an emerging marketplace for bespoke models. And I think the next step from there is a lot of what you heard on today's episode, though a lot of the capabilities Matt talked about today, they have a lot to do with generative AI. They don't fit squarely underneath that single umbrella. There's a lot of technologies here that can be described among the first generation or more deterministic forms of artificial intelligence that includes machine learning and predictive analytics, the capabilities that generative AI is founded on. But along with that emerging marketplace for bespoke models, largely we're going to see a lot of these capabilities start to break off and be commodifiable in a way that that reflects the growing marketplace we're seeing for microservices. And that, I really think, is what today's episode should really underscore for our listeners. My wife makes fun of me. <laughs> she works in the entertainment industry. She is a program manager for a large animation studio. And she often says of my taste in entertainment that I need a lot of exposition. I don't deal in subtlety. I need characters to say exactly what they're thinking. I need them to tell me, not to show me. So <laughs> perhaps this is a bit of talking down to our audience, but if anybody was listening while driving their car, I, I really think you need to mark that down as the takeaway from today's episode. And also don't forget to tune into the upcoming episode we have with Fabrizio coming up in the next few weeks. On behalf of Daniel Fagella, our CEO and head of research and the entire team here at Emerge, thanks so much for joining us today and we'll catch you next time on the AI in Business podcast.